It's showtime. got your coffee. I got mine. It's ready to go. Because here's the show in three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. It's today, September 23rd, 2020. My name's Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. How much would you hate me if I tried to do a whole show with that, with that accent? That's, uh, I'm not even quite sure what that accent would be. More or less Southern, but there's some, there's some elements of, of New England accent in there. Accents are fun. Uh, one of the things that's really interesting when I travel, if I spend more than about a week somewhere, I start to pick up accents. It happened when I was in Ireland, it happens when I go to Spanish-speaking countries. I start, I mean, my, my Spanish isn't great, but I start to, depending on how, um, I guess, sing-songy their pronunciation is. <laughs> Jason says it made him think of Boomhauer from King of the Hill. I love that. I'll take that as a compliment for sure. I can't do very many uh, impersonations. That's not, that's definitely not my thing. But the one that I find most interesting is, I grew up in Maine. I grew up in Southern Maine and most of the people I was around did not talk with a Maine accent. But if I spend time around people who do, it comes out, it's there, it's been there my whole life. It just, it's, uh, it's below the surface. And the Vermont accent isn't that far off. So if I start hanging out with some old-time Vermonters, you know, just, yeah, we got to go do that. It's right there. It's, it's you know, got to go back and go deal with the trees. It's there. But don't worry. I will conduct this show in my typical, I don't know what sort of voice accent I have. It's probably not neutral, but something I read years ago is that the majority of uh, national level newscasters either have to really work on their accent to get rid of it, or they tend to come from the Midwest. There's something about the Midwest accent that the rest of us see as neutral. <laughs> Stacy writes, yeah, dude, you betcha, morning. For sure. Well, I hope everybody had a great Tuesday. I did. I, I got a lot of great work done. There's a, there's a lot moving forward on a lot of projects, and I'm, I'm pumped about that. Went to the gym last night, had a great workout. I've been, I've been hitting the heavy bag after each gym workout, just for a few minutes, just to remind myself, just to hit something, play with some distance. If you've never hit a swinging heavy bag, you know, it's so much different from a freestanding bag. A freestanding bag is in the same place. It's, it might dance around a little bit, but it doesn't, doesn't move. It doesn't 
have this rhythm to it that you have to figure out. And I'm out of practice. I'm really out of practice hitting a heavy bag, that's for sure. What else happened yesterday? Oh, um, I think I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. I'm not going to turn this show into this because my entire personal YouTube channel has been turned into this. Um, looks like I might need another, another windshield on my car. Uh, for anyone out there who is unaware of the saga that is my 2019 Mazda 3, I don't regret things very often. I dramatically regret purchasing this car. This is possibly, well, I don't know that I'd call it my biggest regret, but it might be. It's definitely top three in my life buying this car. It has been such a disaster. And I brought it over to the glass place yesterday and, you know, it's on the fence whether or not they'll need to replace the whole windshield or, or try the, to fix the crack, about the, the chip, the hole, whatever. And I remembered that it wasn't that long ago that I had the whole windshield replaced. And you know how I remember? Because lockdown had just started. So I went and I took a look. It's February 27th. It's been seven months since I replaced that windshield. Fortunately, uh, we're less than a month until the Lemon Law hearing. I really hope I can get rid of this car. It's just been a disaster. So, if anyone out there uh, is considering a Mazda, specifically a Mazda 3 or the new CX-30, um, I wouldn't. It's my first and last Mazda. I understand cars can be problematic. I understand that there are plenty of things that just bad luck of the draw. That's not why I'm mad at Mazda. I'm mad at Mazda for not caring. I'm mad at Mazda for trying to make it my fault. I'm mad at Mazda for the disrespect that the customer service people have shown me. So, uh, just letting you all know that. Because I've told them, I'm going to make sure everybody knows what's going on with my car and the way you've treated me. Because I have no other recourse. I'll go back to Toyota. I've had more problems in this car than the rest of my cars I've ever owned combined, and that include my first car, a 1992 Chevy Cavalier. I loved that car, honestly. I miss that car. Uh, so what's going on today? I go back to the glass place. That's my first thing, 8 a.m. I'm gonna be there. I don't know why I chose 8 a.m. Maybe to force myself to get out of the house. Uh, I've got one meeting later on and then the rest of the day is just getting work done. Just chipping away. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Probably gonna drop the car off and then... Well, we'll see how long they say it's gonna take. It's gonna take a while to pop over to Panera. You know, my second home. And <laughs> I'll hang out there, do some work, grab the car, probably go back to I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my day's gonna gonna have for me, but it was only 40 degrees last night, so it's a lot warmer. And I definitely jinxed myself the other night. Guess what I heard in the attic? Oh, shouldn't have said anything. 
can't believe I did it. Oh well. Uh, anything interesting on the day? I don't think I don't think so. Just general work. Um, I put some new products up on the website last night. Uh, there's a, a limited edition hoodie that's available through the end of the day. Uh, what else did we did I do? Hoodie. Oh, and uh, some color coordinated hats. There's a new hat that the company that we're working with does and comes in a bunch of fun color combos and so each one hey what's going on each of those fun colors is available on the website so you can check all that stuff out that sweatshirt's only available today limited edition you know gotta gotta give people a reason to buy all right Speaking of reasons, the reason that we're here is for me to respond to the things that you say. So let's see what those things are. What did you all write in with? Looks like we got stuff today from John and from Frank. And uh, I'm glad it came in. So John comments, my wife surprised me with a first cup with Jeremy mug. Can't wait to use it. Well, I'm glad I didn't say anything, John, because I saw that order come through. I saw that it was your last name but not your first name and I figured yeah, let's uh, let's potentially not ruin the surprise because as you know or as you may guess I see all the orders that come in and I see the names attached to them and many of them are people I know and so sometimes I say thank you and so thank you Uh, no, Gabe, there is not. Um, Stacy, I don't know what your comment was in reference to your discount code. Uh, no, Gabe, we did that. Um, so the limited edition t-shirt and hoodie, um, they have printing on the label, on the inside of the label. Uh, so we're calling it the, the quiet, the quiet tea because the whole purpose of the shirt is actually it's, it's something nobody else is going to see, and it says you can do this on the tag. So the, the, it, the intent is that when you put it on, you'll remind yourself of that. So there's a T-shirt and a sweatshirt, and we, uh, I looked at putting things on the back and doing some other stuff, and the price just kept going up, 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 up. And I said, you know what? The whole purpose of this is the, is the inside. Let's keep it simple. And so that's why the logo on the T is very small. It's just kind of small on the chest because you, in theory, could wear it under something then and, and nobody's really going to know. So it's actually, it's it's a little bit of a throwback. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, this is probably a decade ago now, was being interviewed for something by, I think it was Kara Swisher, um, which I'm surprised. What is your damage this morning? Would you lay down? Stop being a pill. Thank you. Uh, Kara Swisher is a tech journalist, and I'm surprised I remembered her name. And he was up on stage and really hot under the lights, and he starts taking off his hoodie. And she ends up helping him because in typical nerdy fashion that I'm sure we can all relate with, he kind of got stuck taking off his hoodie. And so she's helping him and realized that there was print 
on the inside of, I don't know if it was the hood or the sweatshirt in general, but there was print on the inside, which is not something you generally have. And it was, the, the rest of that story doesn't really matter. Well, we did it once. Uh, we had a, a limited edition hoodie. I think we did 12 of them. I've got one in storage now, and I don't know who else has the rest. Uh, Justin Sweeney has one, I know that. And we put the logo, I believe, with Never Settle on the inside of the hood. It was like right here. And I wanted to do that again, but of course, when we're working with our, our print partners, they're doing mass volume. You know, it's not just us that they work with, of course. And so we were kind of bound to whatever it is they, the, the print areas that they've designated. Well, they let you print on a tag, so we're going to start working with the, with the tag. Why not? Right? And there you go. And here we go with some quotes from Frank. I love to learn, and that's the really cool thing about martial arts. You're always learning new things. Rose Namajunas. I don't know that name. However, I agree. If you're training passionately, there's the right word, you will be learning new things. Passionately doesn't necessarily mean Frequently, it doesn't necessarily mean in a certain way. It means you are excited. You are engaged with your training. That could be new schools. It could be competition. If you're passionate about your training, part of, the, part of that process is what's going on? What have I, what opportunities do I have to learn? What can I make better? It's, it's self-analysis. It's uh, trusting the opinions of others. It's getting better. How do I get better? I'm just continually working on that. I've been playing with some things, as I always am, around physiology and structure, and uh, I'm having fun with that. Sharing some of those concepts that I'm, I'm playing with with some of the people that I trust and getting their feedback. Because here, here's one of my core, here's one of my absolute core beliefs. Right. So if we think about traditional martial arts as it has spread in most Western countries, which is what the, statistically, because this is all the stuff we do at Whistlekick is English speaking, statistically this is what most of us have been exposed to. The majority of the people that we have in our lineage were people who learned in the military. And they learned in a three, sometimes two, one year stint. I could teach someone all of the techniques in a martial arts style, in the forms, in a year, if they were really dedicated. They could leave, they could know them, but how much nuance are they gonna know? How much of that detail are they gonna be able to take with them? Not much. If you've been training 10, 20 years, you know that there's probably still nuance in your martial arts style that you're, maybe you're aware of, but you're, you're discovering how to work with, etc. So the nuance for a lot of us was gone and it's being rediscovered now and re-implemented. And I believe that there, one of the bits of nuance that's in there 
is that traditional martial arts styles understand anatomy and physiology. They understand the physics of a punch or a kick. But it's a really fine detail, and it's not something you concern yourself with in the first few years of training. That's what really interests me. Here's a great example. If I throw a standard punch horizontally, it is very difficult, unless I really drop it low, to get my lats, this muscle here, my latissimus dorsi, to get that engaged in the punch. It's a decently large muscle. It's strong, it's, it's structured. But, if I throw a vertical punch, which the majority of martial arts styles have a vertical punch, I can get that. <coughs> Scared the cat away with a cough. I'm sorry I coughed. She's giving me the dirtiest look. If I hold that hand vertically, I can get that lat muscle engaged and generate quite a bit of power. It's a different kind of power than a horizontal punch, but it's there. And so that's the best example that I can use of there's some nuance in there. I believe that systems that have vertical punch somewhere along the line added it because you could add that muscle to the, the chain that, come, that the power comes from. That's where a lot of my learning is right now, is playing with that stuff. Fascinates me. Next. Martial arts is about honor and respect. Rose Namajunas. Yeah. Martial arts is a code. Martial arts is a way of approaching the world of which a method of combat is but a piece. Ooh, did I just come up with a new, new quote? I think I did. Martial arts is a way of engaging with the world and a method of combat is only a piece. I'm gonna try to remember that one. That's going on the list. Keep coming up with these quotes. That's rather quotable. Yeah, it is true. It's honor. What is honor? Honor is a code. It's a, it's a set of rules that you decide on for yourself, and that's how you conduct yourself in life, in and out of training, with people, at work, family, friends. It doesn't matter. Most of us don't realize we have a code. We don't realize that we have that set of rules, but we've all got them and we've all broken them at times. And it's, it's embarrassing. It's painful to know that you succumb to some other temptation when you knew you were better than that. We all get tested from time to time. And one of my mentors is fond of saying that you will continue to get tested in the same way until you pass. So, that's my refrigerator. Super pumped about that.
Let's move on. Last quote here for the day. Remember, if you have quotes or comments, things you want me to respond to, and lately it's been a small handful of people, so I'd love to get it mixed up a bit. Drop your questions, your comments, your quotes below in the comment section, and I'll respond tomorrow. Of course, you got to wait till after the show is, is posted. This one come, this is uh, from Kamaru Usman. When you're doing something like wrestling, wrestling is one of the toughest and hardest martial arts to learn, but it's still a form of martial arts. It's still controlled. Wrestling, uh, boxing. I consider them to be martial arts or they can be martial arts because what is a martial art? My definition of martial art is personal development from the, through, through the perspective, the lens of combat, of hand-to-hand -hand combat. Thus, to me, a firearms discipline is not a martial art. Could be a combative art, which is a different thing. But it's the personal development side. When we take a, take a look at the way most people train wrestling, are they becoming better people? There are gyms where that's true. There are gyms where it's not. What about boxing? There are gyms where it's true. There are gyms where it's not. Take a look at the Rocky films. Does Rocky Balboa become a better person through those films? If you think he does, then you can make a case, via my definition, that he is a martial artist. If you feel he does not, then I think we can suggest that maybe he's not training any martial arts uh, methodology. But you know what? My definition of a martial art shouldn't be yours. Your definition of a martial art should be yours. If you want to adopt mine, that's fine. But you should understand it. You should fully agree with it. And you should explore it. Because I think it's pretty important. The thing that I define as a martial art if I say wrestling is and boxing isn't, that doesn't matter. What if, what if somebody says, you know what? Karate is the only true martial art. Everything else isn't really a martial art, which of course, I don't believe that. But let's say I did, or somebody said that. Does that suddenly mean that the people who are training in Taekwondo and Kung Fu and, and Aikido are no longer martial artists? Maybe in that person's eyes, but does that change the impact of the, for the people who are training? Of course not. People say foolish, ignorant things all the time. Doesn't mean you have to engage with them. Doesn't mean that they carry any weight. The main reason that we get upset about what some people say sometimes is because we see an element of truth. Or... We fear that they're true. If we're confident in who we are and what we're doing, the words of other people really don't matter. Let's say I come on the show tomorrow and I say, you know what? I, don't know, I just, I say something mean and disparaging and say, um, struggling for an example. 
karate is the only real martial art. Let's say I said that. And those of you who don't train in karate get really sad. I would assume that the reason you're sad is because you've come to like me and the content that we put out at Whistlekick. So there's some, there's some value there. And now all of a sudden someone that you enjoy uh, spending some, some digital time with has said something that doesn't line up with your view of the world. And reconciling that can be really hard. But what if I'm somebody you've never met before and they say karate is the only true martial art, everything else is stupid. All right, see ya. You're entitled to your own opinion. Opinions are, well, we all, we all know the rest of that one. <sighs> coffee came out good today. I'm getting better. I'm getting better at making coffee. It's a skill. Don't let other people steal your thunder, your, your shine, your joy, whatever it is. If there are people in your life, if there are situations in your life that continually rob you of that, it's time to find new people and new situations. The people you spend your time with should build you up. They should make you feel better about yourself. They should give you benefit, whether it's knowledge or entertainment or confidence or skill or whatever. I try to make sure that if you tune into this show, you get some value from it. I try to make sure that I get some value from it. I enjoy these conversations. I learn something as I talk this stuff out. I appreciate reading the things that you all write in. It sets the tone for my day. We both win out of this. That's the idea. Are you gonna settle? I might cough again. The best relationships, whether they be friendships or romantic or student-teacher, are ones where both people feel like they get the better end of the deal. And if they're not constructed in that way, if, if, if that's not what exists, it's probably not sustainable. When I think of my best friends, the ones that have been there for a long time, I have elements of feeling guilty because of the ways they've been there for me, uh, supported me, been kind to me, etc. Not a lot of guilt, but just, you know, thinking about some of the things they've done and think, I don't know that I'm ever gonna be able to repay them for that. I get that. And I've had other friends express somewhat similar things to me about me. Look for those opportunities to build mutually beneficial relationships. Good place to end. All right, it's Wednesday. We got this. I'm going to go get my car fixed for the 475th time. You're going to go have a great day. I'm going to have a great day after that. And I'm going to see you back here tomorrow. We'll miss some stuff to talk about. Um... Go check out whistlekick.com for some of those new things that we got going on. Use the code FIRSTCUP15, save 15% off. And uh, 
think that's it. All right, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. 6.30 a.m., bright and early, right here on YouTube. Take care. Peace.